Welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 39, episode 39, 11 away from 50. Um, this week, we have our week 11 rundown, uh, our picks for Thanksgiving uh, weekend and the Thanksgiving games, obviously. Um, we have our first ever Show Me Show Fantasy Corner, um, and uh we might have a simulator in there and some little other tidbits from the sports world, but uh, that might be it. So, um, yeah, episode 39, and we're going to start off with the rundown, with the rundown. So, um, Cam, you start, I'm going to go first. So here we go, guys. We head to Foxborough, where Mac led a domestic attack on the Jets, but today's Jet air defense was too strong for those so-called Patriots. This one was a rock war throughout, as only six total points were scored combined through the first 59 minutes and 30 seconds. But it's about how you finish, Luke. And much like another Patriot who made his return this week, it was Marcus Jones who brought the punt 84 yards back to the White House. Patriots win 10-3. to Wow, that was a great one to start off with. <laughs> We head to the ATL, where the Falcons looked to get back to their winning ways. The traffic backup on I-95 was something to see as the Bears clogged up all the rushing lanes early. But it was Mr. History Maker himself, Cordero Patterson, Cordy P, who took the first lane right up the Bears' kickoff team defense and scored his ninth career kickoff return for a touchdown. It's actually his eighth, but the most ever, Cam. Let me tell you, that's the most ever, tied for the most ever. The Bears were able to tie it up late once again, but in a touching tribute to many Native Americans who used the Rome, sorry, touching tribute to the many Native Americans who used, who used to, I can't, I can't speak, who used, who used to roam the plains of Georgia. It was counting young Huku who kicked the Falcons to victory. Falcons win 27-24. That was a doozy. Next, we head to Detroit, where the Motor City got to see a winning football team play at home for the first time in years. The Bills' offense looked sloppy early. That was until Stephon Diggs brought Coach McDermott to the side and said, Coach, I think it's time we have a conversation about the birds and the TDs. After that awkward conversation, the Bills got it back together and took a commanding lead into the fourth quarter. The Browns gave a valiant effort, though, and made the score respectable. But the Bills will get back in the win column as they win 31-23. to All right, and let's zip back down to Indianapolis, where the Colts look to hand the Eagles their second straight loss of the season. This is a copycat league for a reason, Cam. And the Colts tried their, be- tried their best to wear down the Eagles' defense with Jonathan Taylor and that big offensive line. But that Eagles front seven said, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And they were able to hold the Colts offense to just 16 points, which allowed for Jalen Hurts to drive down the field and win the game. In the final minute, the Eagles escape and win 17-16. to Further south, we land in the Big Easy, where it was the battle of the preseason Super Bowl hopefuls as the Rams took on the Saints. But... You would have thought we were at a dance competition as the Rams danced to an early lead with their 2-2 following a Will Lutz kick routine. But would you believe it, Luke? It was the red-headed Rocket Andy Dalton who threw for three touchdown passes and led the Saints to a win, 
Rams fans' headaches continue as Stafford left with another concussion. Wait, wait, wait. There's Rams fans? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Believe it or not, we had- some of them actually still roam the streets of St. Louis, as gross as that St. sounds. Louis. Yeah, I know. No, I believe you. We head to the Meadowlands where the fighting for his job no more. Dan Campbell's looked to win their third game in a row for the first time since 2017. Both of these teams play on Thanksgiving as well, Cam, but neither of these teams have the opportunity to look ahead to the big turkey day as this was a must-win game for both of these teams. But in a touching tribute to the lads playing for their homeland in Qatar, Jamal Williams scored a hat trick to propel the Lions to a win. Daniel Jones brought out the turnovers too early in preparation for Thanksgiving as he threw two interceptions, his first since week three. Lions went on the road, 31-18. to Next, we head to the heroin capital of the world as the Baltimore Ratbirds played host to the Carolina Panthers. Just one problem in this game, Luke. Both offenses forgot to get off the bus, as this was a defensive matchup all the way through as we had a 3-3 ball game heading into the fourth quarter. In terms of cooking up touchdowns, Mayfield was no baker this week, as they just couldn't reach the promised land. It was instead Lamar Reed option cheese Jackson who broke the scoring barrier, scoring a touchdown in the fourth quarter to propel the Ratbirds to victory, and Baltimore wins 13-3. Right, and to round out the early Slater games, we head to the H-Town, where Washington took command early and controlled this game from the opening kickoff. Taylor Heineke and his crew were able to play solid football throughout, and were also able to keep Davis Mills' mafia out of the end zone for most of the game until he ran one in to finally get the Texans a touchdown. But it was to no avail as the Commanders took this one easily, 23-10. to Now we head to the Rocky Mountains where it was a battle for third place in the AFC West, where according to coach Nathaniel Hackett of the Broncos, somebody has to win this game. Well, that take was put to the test as we were heading for a tie once this game went into overtime. But it was Devontae Adams who broke through the Broncos' super secondary, scoring a long touchdown to send the Broncos fans back into their mountain homes for the winner. The Raiders win 22-16. It's about time for a Raiders win. Back east in the Steel City, it was the Steelers hosting the Bungles in a key divisional matchup for the Bungles and the Steelers alike. Despite being a home underdog, Mike Tomlin was not able to pull this one out, which is something that has never happened in the history of Mike Tomlin, let me tell you, by the way. 5-0-1, covering the spread as a home underdog against divisional opponents. First time in history he's not covered the spread. This game was actually put on CBS after the blowout of the Vikings by the Cowboys and the Bengals with a late a few late touchdowns from Mr. Joe Burrow himself beat the Steelers in a huge absolutely huge divisional win 37 to 30 and we finish with a matchup across the border in Mexico City Jimmy G was in his natural habitat surrounded by Latinas and of course put on a show the handsomeness of Garoppolo and the racism of Nick Bosa propelled the 49ers to victory. 
Instead of invading Mexico, Kyler Murray stayed home and invaded Almazra. I wouldn't be surprised if Cliff Kingsbury is left in Mexico to smuggle drugs for a living as his team gets blown out and has officially died on the wrong side of the border, losing 38-10. to 10. And I agree with you, Luke. It looks like Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to be the first one cut from the league this year. Yeah, well, it would actually be the third one because we've already had two people cut from the league, so... Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mike Matt Rule, Matt, Matt Rule, and uh, Frank Reich. Yeah. Frank Reich, the third yeah. Reich. Yeah, um, <laughs> follow the Reich. <laughs> uh, yeah, this. I I know a few weeks ago I talked about the sad coach vibe from Frank Reich and Matt Rule, especially Matt Rule had it all year. Frank Reich developed it early on. I think Cliff Kingsbury's gotten to that point. It's gotten to that point where, I mean, they're starting Colt McCoy, which he doesn't suck, but he's also Colt McCoy. He's only so good. Um, This team, I mean, Rondale Moore got hurt in the first quarter of the game. That was a really tough thing for them. And just watching Coach Kingsbury just try to coach at the end of the game down 38-10 to in in a foreign country, it was just the epitome of sadness. And like I said, whenever you reach the sad, the sadness vibe, that's when it's time to go. So um, smuggling drugs, that might not be in his thing. Although, you know, he does, he is very rich. So what, what are drug smugglers? They're typically very rich. Um, he could probably get away with it. But as far as his coaching career, it's got to be over. I mean, He's really he, he hasn't done anything as a coach. He has the only thing he's done is coach Patrick Mahomes in college. Um, he he doesn't really win. You know, unlike Jimmy G, Cliff Kingsbury is not a winner, uh, and he's also not as handsome. So some people could argue that he's as handsome, but I don't think so. Jimmy G is is very handsome, and I I can only imagine what those Mexican strip clubs were like after that game. I mean, <laughs> man, oh man, but uh, yeah, that was. I just had to say that, that it reach. I think we've officially reached sad coach vibes with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. So he's next on the chopping block. Yeah. I, oh, there was, you know, some people were saying that they probably, cause apparently Kyler has been kind of been throwing some fits here and there and, uh, it's a fighting, with, fighting with the coaches and even D hop on the sideline during games, which sometimes if you ask me, that's just football and emotions, but he also like throughout history, he'll just like stand off to the sides during the game and stuff like that. And the camera will pan over to him when that happens. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember, but in the preseason, they had him call plays to kind of show him how hard it really is. They should have had him do this last night when they were starting to lose. You know, they should have been like, all right, you sit down and you call the plays, big boy. Um, because, you know, obviously they got blown out. And I, I don't really fault Colt McCoy. I mean, Moore was out almost immediately as the game started. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's in Colt McCoy's contract that you only get one good game out of him per year. So um, they used that up last week against the Rams. Um, so I don't know why they expected him to play, you know. Top notch. And he has a good story. And they say he's universally respected in the locker room. 
Um, but they didn't really universally respect him out on the field as the 49ers defense <laughs> kind of tormented him last night. To the fact, to the point where they ended up putting in Trace McSorley, who threw his first interception last night in his career, and it was so bad. I mean, I've thrown an interception as bad Trace as that McSorley. one before. It was bad. It was bad. He threw it right to the defender where the defender didn't even have to move, and he just took a touchback. It was it was bad. So, yeah, yeah, bad, bad night. I wasn't even for watching Arizona. the game, but what even is wrong with Kyler Murray? Does he have like uh, a tunnel or something like that? I don't. I thought it was a hammy, but I have no idea. Okay. Well, obviously, it wasn't carpal tunnel. That was just a it was a knock at his video games. You just muted yourself too, by the way, Cam. Um. All right, let's move on. We didn't. There's a few games we didn't cover in the recap. The Vikings and the Cowboys. That was just a blowout. Just a classic blowout. I mean, uh, this is. A, I don't know why I picked the Vikings last week because Kirk Cousins was not in in the the noon slot of games. This um, is one thing so, to point I mean, out. He, it is a little bit. I'll before you go further. Yeah. Last week, you. Dove into the fact that I think it was Cowboys, what, minus one? And you said Mm -hmm. that Vegas knows something that we don't. Well, even Vegas didn't predict this big of a blow. But they they did know something that we we didn't know, and we went against it, um, which I don't know why we did. Now, looking at it, I don't remember what your reasoning was for going against Vegas, but... Because people had caught on to the trend of Vegas knows that, something, yes. and usually the trend dies. It was a stupid reason. Anytime I see a, a trap game like that, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm taking it. So, yeah, that was this was a. It was so bad they literally had to take the game off CBS. Uh, but shout out to CBS for doing that. That's pretty classy of them. Yeah, because Steelers take the Cowboys game. off national television. Yeah, and that's oh my god, a risky move. Micah Parsons was – he is just unreal. I mean, I so personally, my rankings, when they're all three healthy, um, when they're – right now, when they're all three at their peak, I think it's Micah Parsons one right now. And then TJ Watt. TJ Watt and Aaron Donald? Yeah. But T.J. Watt, when he's at number one, even T.J. Watt, when he's not at his peak, we saw one of the craziest interceptions of the year last week uh, in that Bungles-Steelers game where it literally just, like, stuck to his hands. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. But I still think Micah Parsons is probably the the best defensive player in in the NFL right now. Yep, just don't ask him where he was on. Uh, August 14th of 2018. Um, but uh, that, that's definitely the wrong date. I, it just sounded right in my mind. Um, just don't, just don't look up what happened in the locker room and his college career. Uh, if, if you really are a Micah Parsons fan, just allegedly, because you will allegedly, yes, yes, we must, must say that. Uh, and then last but not least the chiefs and the chargers, this was a flexed-in Sunday night game, the first of the year. Uh, they took out the Bungles and the Steelers, which that was a good game too. But that was a really this was an game. even better game. It's a classic. 
It was a classic Chiefs-Chargers game. It was back and forth. Chargers have a lead going into the fourth quarter. They score late, and then, of course, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just drive down the field to take the lead and ultimately win the game. Um, It's like a few weeks ago when we said the Chargers-Falcons. That went exactly how we planned. This is Chargers-Chiefs. Went exactly how you would have scripted it to be. So, um, I... I watched the whole game. It was fun. I, I took the over. That was a very fun over to hit at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Holmes is so nothing, good. Nothing better than the Sunday night over hitting. Yeah. Truly. Mahomes is just so good, Luke. He is – He he's just night and day the best. I mean, Josh Allen, even when jo- – Josh Allen's peak. I don't know if Josh Allen's peak is as good as what even – just Mahomes from that game. You know, Mahomes does it so nonchalantly all the time. It is crazy. He's definitely, he's like a, he, Mahomes is definitely my Bryce Young of the NFL. You just love to watch him. But, um, yeah, I mean, Chiefs, they just do it over and over again. These late game drives. It's either a late game drive for the win or they just, win by 14 or 10 or 21, something like that. So, yeah, but that was a, definitely another really good Sunday night game. And like we predicted, really nice colors on the field, really really easy on the eyes. Um, yeah, great Sunday night game. I love Mahomes Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. As long as you get Patrick Mahomes late at night. That is like something you can look forward to no matter what happens to your team during the day or, or if the slate is bad. So that was always nice. Sadly, he's not uh, in prime time this weekend, but still. It's just anytime you turn on a primetime game and you just see that blue and yellow of the Chargers jerseys, you just know it's going to be a good game. So uh, Arizona in some trouble here, but... Uh, you have any other games you want to talk about? Any quick notes or anything? Um, the Steelers played better than I thought against the Bengals, but TJ Watt was back. Um, so yeah, Joe Burrow, I think threw two interceptions in that game. To be honest, I did too. I thought they were too. Um, uh, but sometimes when the game gets going, uh, they can keep it close, and then you have this feeling that. The Bengals' offense is just going to turn it on, and I mean they scored thirty-seven points. But I was I was yeah. shocked that the Steelers were actually able to keep pace like that. I feel I felt like if a steel the Steelers were going to win, you know it would have had to have been like a twenty to seventeen type of deal. But uh, Pickett played all right actually, and Pickens played really good. So that's good for Steelers. Uh, Steelers fans, He's a beast. Um, another game to talk about. Was Atlanta Chicago? Uh, I are you sure? I'm pretty sure Cordell Patterson broke the record. I will look it up on Pro Football Reference right now. Uh, but I I think I looked it up the other day and it said eight, which he tied the record. Um, and he's also a punt returner, so maybe that's why they're saying greatest kick returner of all time. But no, I will look it up for sure. Um. Okay, Patterson it does say nine. It Patterson say nine. broke the NFL record for most kickoffs returned in a single career on Sunday. But that that's just yep. kickoffs. But that is, yeah. yeah, he has nine. That's the most ever. 
so I don't know what I – I guess it just didn't update when I was looking at it the other day because when I looked at it, it said he had eight tied with Josh Cribbs and Leon Washington. Um, Both really good. He does have nine, so he is the sole leader. And he's played for five career teams. You know, you know. Can you guess all five teams that he's played for? Um, Vikings, Bears, yep. Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings, uh, Raiders. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Uh. Oh man, this is the one I always remember him as. Only he played one year here, but I always remember him as this team for some reason. Five, four, man, three, I, uh, two, one. I don't What's know your final last, guess? I don't know the Patriots. last one. Huh. I honestly didn't, yeah. I didn't know that one. Oh, really? Did I didn't know the Raiders one? one, so. Uh, he, 2018? Uh, let's see. All pro. He was second team all pro. Uh, I, I don't think he won a Super Bowl. Let's see how yeah, many it says was that ago. Cordell, I, all I had to type it as Cordell Pat, and it said won a Super Bowl, and Google just said yes, won. So, yeah, Cordell. Oh, that, that was the year they beat the Rams. Yeah, 2019. 2018 season, 2019 Super Bowl. So, yeah, good for him. Um, Fields played good in this game again, um, but he's hurt, though. Yeah, he got dinged up, and the second, half, the second half was not very good for him because he was dinged up. But he just kept playing. That reminded me of, you know, because he no was still throwing could. the ball and running the ball well. But that game reminded me of how uh, when they played Clemson and he got absolutely drilled and he just stayed in and kept swinging it all over the place. But ultimately, yeah, they lost, so... But mm. yeah, so is this? I think we're we're on pace for the second week in a row of my team just collapsing on national television during the podcast. So, <laughs> are the cats they uh, looking to lose this one? They were up. Oh boy, nice, 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 nice. Timeout. Good job. Okay, I think we're gonna win, but we'll be fine. But we had a seventy-nine to, or we had an eighty. 79 to 67 lead with like two minutes left, and now it's a two point game. So, well, last night they were down by a few points, and then they just dominated the second half. So, against San Diego State, yeah. Um, this is really the only other game that I really care to talk about is uh, just how the Colts almost beat the Eagles. So, we were almost right, we were almost right, but. They put together a good drive at the end, and that was a show-it drive for, uh, like, a guy drive for Jalen Hurts, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. the past couple of years, he wouldn't have gotten that yeah. touchdown. He, he wouldn't have put that touchdown drive together, but they did, um, and uh, they walked out of there 17-16, to 16, and uh, their defense stopped the run a lot better in the second half. So early on, yeah, the copycat uh, – tactics by Saturday they worked and Taylor had he scored the first touchdown of the game but the Eagles put it into that in the second half so if they can continue that then they'll be just fine oh yeah and the Devontae Adams catch for a touchdown in that Raiders game was 
that was electric. Dante Adams had a good game. Uh, fun note about the Colts: that is the second time that they've given up a late game touchdown to lose seventeen to sixteen at home this year. Uh, just very Taylor, weird that that's it's like Heineke? the Doctor Doofenshmirtz quote: like, if I had a nickel for every time my team gave up a or the Colts gave up a late game touchdown to lose seventeen to sixteen at home, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. So, uh, it, was that the was the other one to Taylor Heineke in the football team? Sure was. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. So two beast teams, teams beat the Eagles. So shock. Two beast. Yeah, that teams. was a. That was a game I really thought we were going to win that one because we picked that upset on the, the predictions last week and I, the whole game. I was like, I cannot believe we're going to make this. But then Sirianni, uh, I think that was kind of a little personal revenge game for him because he was good friends with the Reich. Um, and when, obviously, the Colts fired the Reich, he, he was very upset. And so I think it was a little bit of a revenge game. Yeah, he but showed anyways, a lot of spirit after that one, so... Mm-hmm. All right. And uh Arizona is the Maui Gym Maui Invitational Champions. How about that? Nice. Second time in three years. Who did Chaminade play in that this year? Do you know? I don't think they're in it this year. Why? They're always in it. Nope, not this year. Who why I guess they, they didn't get invited back? They got they kept getting blown out. It's their tournament. I don't work like that anymore. They get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> I do like college basketball, though. That could honestly be my stardom for this week, but it's not. Uh, you want to get to our first ever fantasy corner? Sounds good, yeah. All right, okay, so, first, so first ever Show Me Show fantasy corner. Not a whole lot of questions, but we do have two. Um, and then we have, both of us have our stardom, sit em, sleepers, but we'll start with the questions for the fantasy corner. Um, stardom, sit em, week 12. This one's from Ron Milheiser, Brady Cook for Sam Horn in the Arkansas game. So this was supposed to be for bowl eligibility, but Ole Miss last week laid an, a giant egg and Arkansas could throttle them. So Arkansas is already at six wins, so they're six and five, looking to get to seven and five. Mizzou beat New Mexico State last week. Ryan Horsecamp scored his first ever touchdown, first ever catch, first ever target. Um, so that was awesome. Um, but they beat New Mexico State, and there was like nobody at the game. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It was cold. It was a lot of people game. Thanksgiving weekend, so whatever. But um, Brady Cook yeah. versus Sam um, Horn. You're not gonna I, like this one. You're not going to like my opinion on this. It's Brady Cook. Sorry. Yeah, I would. And yeah, it's Brady Cook for me too. Why would you so not? Like he's it. been starting all year. Yeah. Why would you start someone else for the last game of the year? That just doesn't make any sense to me. Now no. I do think that Sam Horn should have started earlier in this year, like a few games ago. They should have benched Cook and played Sam Horn. I I do agree with that, but at this point in the season. I don't even think it's a contest. I don't even think Drink is going to blink an eye. It's, And he shouldn't either because this guy's been your starting quarterback all year. He's had his ups and downs, uh, more downs than ups, but still going in for you know the last game of the year against the rival, and you got it. You can't, you can't switch like that position during – you just can't do it. So 
which we'll also get to here in a second for the start of sit of sleeper. But um, I agree. I mean, it's got to be Brady Cook now. So for the first time this season, except for the spring game, for the first time this season, Sam Horn played in a football game. So we got to see number 21 out on the field against New Mexico State. I can't remember. I think he led a field goal drive. Um, and then they took him out after just one drive to put in Jack Abraham, which I was a little disappointed about. I mean, Jack Abraham has had like a million senior days, so I would have rather have seen Sam Horn for the final three drives instead of just that one drive. Um, see what he's got. See what we have. And um, and if you would have given him a, a few more drives, then maybe this week I would have said if – Cook is really sloppy at the beginning of the game. Don't be too shy to throw in Sam Horn. If you would have given him more reps last week, but I think you just ride Cook. I mean, you've obviously done it this far. Oh, and he, hey, yo. And if hey, yo. And if he goes five and seven, um, I think you have reasonable cause to be like, okay, we have reasonable cause to make an actual change next year. Um, that means I also think – I. Tyler Macon's probably just gone after this year, unless he's yeah, a, unless he's a true son, a true tiger. Uh, then maybe he'll stay, but I think I think he's gone. No, yeah, he's not. He's um, never going to play. So yeah, and it's a shame because I think he's actually a really good quarterback. And he, I think he's I think a really he good gotten athlete. His, he should have gotten his chances this year, especially with the way that Brady Cook struggled throughout the year. Tyler Macon should have got more of a chance. Now, granted, I don't watch him in practice like the coaches do. So yeah. But and, in my personal opinion, and I, I wish him success where he goes because I, I, I kind of like him. So, Yeah, and you know he's, I like that we got him from the East St. Louis connection. He's a flyer, just like uh, Burden and Lovett, um, and hopefully Miles McVeigh if he commits to Mizzou. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to see him maybe get some reps here and there, but, I mean, if they're not even – considering it and they have Abraham above him on the depth chart and horn. Um, then yeah, he's probably not going to play yeah. at all. And look, the one well, play is not going to be there next year. Yeah, that's true. But the one play that's just ingrained in my brain for Tyler Macon is just last year at Georgia. Um, they run a read option to Tyler Beatty and he turned the wrong way. So, and I just have that picture on my phone of him turning the wrong way, which I did. I did post one time on Twitter and his mom yelled at me. So I'm sorry to miss Macon about that, but, uh, yeah. So that's, that play is still ingrained in my head. Now, granted, as an option quarterback myself, I've done that before. Didn't do it one single time my senior year, but I did do it my junior year. So, I understand, but that play is ingrained in my head, and I'm sure it's ingrained in plenty of Tiger fans' heads as well. It was just a, it was just a gross moment. So, yeah, that maybe that's why he didn't get any looks. Yeah. So yeah, we're starting I Brady. Know. I don't know why. Or Drink could just be racist too. I know that takes out there. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> probably not. But um, uh, you never know. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I, I think it's Brady Cook. That's the answer. And yeah. it's going to be a good game against Arkansas. I think uh, it will be, too. We usually play them close. We usually almost always beat them at home. So. True. I remember the last time we played them at home. I think true. it was K.J. Jefferson's f- freshman year. 
and it was like a crazy 50 to 48 game where we should have sealed it with an interception in the end zone. And then the guy caught it off the tip. I don't know if you remember that, but crazy game last time we played. Mm -hmm. And I think they kind of just crushed us last year. So yeah, Yeah. hopefully win that one. Uh, Neither of us are going to watch that game either though. Yeah. I'm going to try and catch the end of it. Both North Carolina and Mizzou play at two thirty, and I work till four thirty. So hmm. I should oh, actually be able. To, I should be able to catch half. actually good. Yeah, most of eh, yeah, most of the second half, I think. So, all right. Um, next one, Luke. Would you like to read the next one? <laughs> you got it, Cam. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> this one is from Coon Man. Um, sending his question to the fantasy corner. Help! My dick is caught in a soda machine outside a fast trip and no one else is around. I need ideas to get out, please. Okay. Uh, um, I call for help. Ah, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. That what? might just be too shameful. Why is it in there in the first place? Why is it in there in the first place? What, what was going on? Like, well, that's another reason. With this that's, that's probably another reason why you can't call anybody. I mean, they're going to ask. That I mean, there's always question. a solution. There's always a solution. You just cut it off. Um, you know, just <laughs> cut off the liability, but it's not ideal. It kind of if if it's in a soda machine, it might be a liability. I think that's one way to look at it here. So, and if, but, but then the next person that goes and gets a soda out of the machine, they're going to be like, Oh my God. Uh, if, if, if that's the solution you choose, what was that? Two for one. In terms oh, of, Oh my God. <laughs> okay. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> After uh, that comment. I would, uh, if, yeah, if nobody else is around and you're not willing to call, then, uh, you might just have to pull. Um, otherwise I would say maybe trying like butter. I don't know. I don't know. This is a, this is a tough one. I had good old butter trick, but yeah. If well, if there's no butter around though. Yeah. I, that's just it, Luke. I mean, this guy is, he says no one else is around. If he has the ability to start yelling and asking for help, I think you got to bite the bullet because otherwise you're probably going to die. <laughs> that, that might be worth just dying for. Forever. That might be worth dying for. It might be. That might so. be worth dying for. All right. You want to okay. get to the stardom sitems? Yes. You want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. You did your example last week because just simply because I didn't have them. So this week I have some. Uh, my stardom is uh, <laughs> Zach Wilson. So uh, the news came out earlier today that the Jets are benching him uh, at least uh, for the for this next week. They're going to Joe Flacco, and I get the move, but I don't agree with it. So I I would personally start him. Um, I'm also not an NFL head coach, so am I qualified to make that decision? I don't know. I get the the reasoning. The only thing is, I think Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. And I think he gives the Jets a better chance to win. I mean, he is five and two this year. 
He's 5-2 and two this year, and his only two losses are against Bill Belichick, which literally every single Jets QB in, in history has struggled against Bill Belichick, with the exception of like a few games of Mark Sanchez. Um, but that was just an anomaly in the system. So it's, it's, it's kind of hereditary, I guess, it, you know, just it's passed on from one Jets QB to another that you just get owned by Belichick. So I don't really blame him for that. Um, the only thing is like the accountability thing, like when the reporter asked him after the game, like, do you feel like you let the offense or do you feel like you let the defense down? And he was like, uh, no, <laughs> like, dude, you put up three points, you put up three points. And all you had to do was put up literally anything else, like anything more than that, and you win the game. So um, as far as letting – yeah, that was a really bad thing to say. And I agreed with Salah saying we don't know who's going to be our QB going into next week because it's kind of given like Zach Wilson less like, dude, you need to take accountability uh, when you suck. That's part of it. But I think this is going to hurt the Jets not only this year but definitely in the long run. It's going to hurt the development of Zach Wilson for sure. So one reason why I don't disagree with you is because uh, I already told you this is they're playing the bears defense, which is like one of the bottom few defenses in the league. They're horrible. Um, They're beat up. They're horrible. As I just continue to emphasize that they're bad. They're really bad. And it would be a good confidence booster for Zach Wilson who you're trying to make the future of your franchise to get get an easy one, you know, maybe throw a few touchdowns, maybe run a touchdown um, against this Bears defense um, and get a win. Um, now, you did say that you think Zach Wilson's better than Joe Flacco. I'll be honest. I don't know if Joe uh, Zach Wilson is better than Joe Flacco at this point in time. I think he will be way better than Joe Flacco, but – um, I mean, Joe Flacco, I think, is better than Zach Wilson at this point in time. No. And five okay. and two, five and two, you said five and two. He is, they have won in spite of Zach Wilson, five and two. I mean, it has been the defense all every week, those seven games. Um, so, yeah, I. Okay, here's a stat for you. Cam, here's a stat. Both Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco have two losses on the year. Joe Flacco started three games. Zach Wilson has started seven. And they have the same amount of losses on the year. Here's Zach, I hate to say this, but I'm going to pull, pull out the winner card. For you. Zach Wilson's I have winner. a stat for you. I think, I can't remember if he has more or the same amount of touchdown passes as Zach Wilson. I'm talking about Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco <laughs> has not played since week three. So um, take he that did, as you will. go on a tear there at the beginning of the year, though. I remember he was, like, leading the league in passing yards, and then he got yeah. benched. Um, that was pretty he wild. Has more touch, I think he has more touchdown passes than Zach Wilson this year. I'm going to do a little stat dive. All right. Look. Jalen Rhodes' haircut is so bad. He's literally got a square on his forehead. <laughs> Five touchdowns, dude. Uh, okay. Uh, do I do my sit 'em next, or are you doing your stardom? Yeah, do your sit 'em next. Okay, my sit 'em. Yep, is Qatar. Qatar, the terrorist country. I mean, the 
great Cutter? country of Qatar. Yes, Qatar. However, however you want to say it, Quatter, um, whatever it is, very small country, very evil country, and for some reason we're playing the World Cup there. Um, so you can almost almost sit FIFA too. Like the sit'em could be FIFA that they chose this location. Um, this is just it's really bad. Like there's a player, I do believe it was it on the U.S. or was it Canada? And they wanted to wear like a rainbow like uh, armband to like support the LGBTQ because Qatar hates them. Um, and they the Qatar FIFA basically told the refs like if this guy wears it, just give him a yellow card to start the game. That's rigging the World Cup. I'm sorry, but that is that's dictatorship, and I don't like that. Um, and the fact that FIFA just seems to stand for this. Um, you know, the rules like getting people into the stadium and just putting them in terrible housing and then making them pay a fortune to get into the stadium. Can't even drink beer in the stadium unless you're like super, super rich. Um, so basically you have to know like the, the king of Qatar, I think it is. Um, and they're also, I thought they might be able to rig it for like their soccer team, but turns out not really. Uh, so yeah, Sidham is definitely Qatar. And then my sleeper. Uh, is just a sofa, um, you know, the, the sleeper sofa kind of goes hand in hand and it's around Thanksgiving. Sofas are going to get used, you know, after you get the big, you get that big meal in you. What are you going to do? You're going to want to go sit down on the sofa and watch the Cowboys play the Giants. Simple as that. Probably fall asleep too. <laughs> um, and I did a little uh, stat dive for you, Luke. Joe Flacco. Three games, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Zach Wilson, uh, seven games, and he has four inter- four touchdowns, five interceptions. So one less touchdown, one more interception. Okay. So just putting that out there. Um, okay, so my stardom is the coin. Um, and if you don't know what the coin is, it is the coin is is the predictor of the Jets' season. So we're doing a lot of Jets talk today. Um, If you don't know what the coin is, basically it's this piece of paper and a coin at the beginning of the season, before the season even started, this guy predicted the Jets' season with a coin, and thus far it is undefeated. And so... A lot of people thought it was fake once we got into like week four, five, and six because, I mean, it's hard to predict Jets wins, and this coin was doing it. And uh, he has been (laughs) fact-checked multiple times, and the coin is real. And uh, they predicted the Patriot. the coin predicted the Patriots loss last week. And this week, it is predicting a Chicago Bears win. And so... The coin's predicting the Bears, which is interesting because Joe Flacco looks like he's going to be starting. So maybe Joe Flacco has a horrible game. Zach Wilson learns his lesson because the rest of the season, the coin has the Jets finishing, I think, 11-6 and and making the yep. AFC championship game. So maybe this is maybe this is the get right week for Zach Wilson. He's not even gonna play. So I'm starting the coin, and you'll see that in our picks as well. I've got the Bears. Um I sit him. 
is the World Cup refs. And um, there was many speculation that we may or may not have sent over SEC refs with our soccer team to officiate the game. But that would that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me because you would think SEC refs would favor the U.S. soccer team. No. In that game, Wales, I feel like, got some pretty petty calls at the end there. Um, so, yeah, I'm sitting the refs. Also, those refs were Qatari. They were, they, they, those refs are from Qatar. That Okay, that makes At least the main guy. I don't know if I like that. So I feel like they should just take FIFA refs that are not from Qatar. I, and like, so I like, agree. And then wherever, so like when the World Cup is in like the United States, FIFA should not use United States refs. I, I don't feel like, because it's just, it is just so spirited, the World Cup. So mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah, that was actually, I can almost start them stardom for soccer because I watched for the first time in my entire life I watched a soccer game start to finish and I was like actually somewhat engaged I mostly engaged actually like almost the whole time it's it's kind of incredible how big the field is like you're just watching them kick the ball and like this is this field is huge um what are you doing with your hand Uh Uh yeah I've that was uh, obviously I didn't get to watch the full game, um, and I missed the Wales goal, which I was upset about. But uh, it was literally oh, they yeah. scored. Right was so I walked, they they scored literally as right as I walked out the door, which is so fitting. But um, I've watched plenty of U.S. I watched a bunch of their qualifier games uh, to see if they were going to make it in. Um, Costa Rica played Spain today, and last time I checked, they were up three nothing. And we lost to Costa Rica. Uh, I checked the final score. Spain won seven nothing. Seven to nothing. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe I just saw it wrong. Then I thought Costa Rica was up three nothing. Okay, so they won by a touchdown. That's a lot. And we lost to Costa Rica. We always lose to Costa Rica. So, um, yeah. but we shouldn't have to play them. We play Great Britain on Friday, I believe. We play England. England. Not Great Britain. Because Wales and England are both in uh, Great Britain. Yes, you're right. But that was because I'm not even a soccer fan. I've never watched soccer in my life, and I know who Gareth Bale is. And whenever, like, before the games, like, when they're showing the players warming up and, like, highlighting some of the players, I knew the Christian Pulisic guy from the United States. I knew he was good. But, and then they, like, they showed Gareth Bale, and I was like, Oh, he plays for Wales. I was like, this is, he's going to score a goal at some point. He's going to make an impact. And then whenever he lined up for the penalty kick, I was like, yep, this is, this is so you're predictable. Like, it's you're like happen. LeBron. No, I, I, I'm, I'm being for real when I say that, though. That, that was very LeBron like, but I, <laughs> I, I kind of was thinking it was going to be like a U.S. goal. I could just imagine like the stat line, like U.S. wins two to one. But Gareth Bale scores a goal. That's what I was imagining. Like after he scored the goal, I was like, "U.S. is going to come back and win. His goal is going to almost mean nothing." But he still scored a goal. Um, that's what that's what I was imagining. So I do believe this is Wales' first World Cup in like fifty years. So good for Gareth Bale representing good his for, uh, country. Good for Wales. Um, yeah, they had some the really passionate fans there. That was that was kind of okay. It was a good scene for Wales. My sleeper is. 
the sleeping giants of San Francisco. Sleeper, you might be sleeping on them to sign Aaron Judge. So, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm personally I'm awake on the Giants being able to sign Sanford or being able to sign Aaron Judge, but that's a that's a sleeper for Aaron Judge right now. Um, according to multiple sources, they had very productive talks yesterday. So, sleeper is the San Francisco sleeping Giants. So yeah, that's Stardom sit them. That wraps up our fantasy corner too. That, that took about 10, 15 minutes. It was a good segment. Yep. So uh, we'll post all right um, and then the graphic and for questions for next week as well. So thank you for people who sent in so Coon Man and that. Ron Milheiser. Yep. And uh, that'll get us into our picks for week 12, where all 32 teams play. Heck Cam, yeah. this is your week to pick. So you got yeah. three Thursday games, which uh, probably happened today when most people are listening to this. That these games are today. Yep. Uh, I expect picks? maybe a veto from you today because some of these I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I never am, but I need a little input on some of them. So, But let's start. So first off, Last week we went five and seven through the first twelve games. We needed Mahomes Magic and Jimmy G to be handsome. If you saw that on Twitter, we got both. Finished the week seven and seven. So um, when we have a winning record, we'll take we'll take that to the finish line. But mm-hmm. Luke pointed out to me we have a chance to get to a hundred wins today or uh, this weekend. <laughs> but that would mean we would have to go sixteen and zero. So um, I'm not counting it's a chance, out. Though. So let's start with the Turkey Day games. Bills at Lions at I think ten thirty or eleven thirty, one of the two. Um, I took the Bills. Bills second week in a row yeah, can't play is... at the Lions Stadium. Maybe take the over yeah, here. Though, this as is well. I'm not even. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm I'm gonna agree with you just because not even with anything to do with these teams, literally just history. And history says that the Lions lose on Thanksgiving. So yep. this seems like an obvious pick to me. Yep. There's that classic family guy meme that's posted every Thanksgiving that just says, shouldn't you? It's a picture of, uh, oh my gosh, what is the main character's name from family Peter guy? Griffin? Yeah. Peter Griffin. He's surrounded by some lions on Thanksgiving. And he says, shouldn't you guys be in a, be in a playing in a football game in Detroit right now losing. So, uh, there's always that classic meme posted every year, and I think it's going to continue. So, Bills. Um, next one, Giants at Cowboys. Minus 10. Cowboys minus 10. I'm taking the Cowboys. But I don't know if I, I would take the points because these guys get played to play football too. You think, on the other hand, that this might be a two-touchdown game. Yeah, I think the Giants are running out of juice. At the beginning of the year, they were predicted to be a bad team. So were the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are running out of the magic juice a little bit here, too. Um, and these teams, I think they're – if they make the playoffs, they're going to be stumbling in. They're not yeah. going to, like, go in confidently. Um, and they they would just be a first-round exit. So um, I think Seattle's all right right now. I think – I agree with you with the Giants that they're running out of steam. But I think the Seahawks might be okay. Um, so – Next one, so Cowboys is oh, we'll the pick. 
Um, Patriots at Minnesota. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm taking the Patriots because like Kirk is in Wait, prime time. It's at Minnesota. It's ah, uh, that's I actually can't confirm. I that. thought it was okay. I thought it was at New England. I will confirm it here in a second, though. So I'm taking the Patriots. Oh, it is at Minnesota. Um, it's at U.S. Bank Stadium. It's at Minnesota. Yes, you so, have it right. I was just I had it wrong in my mind. I think Bill Belichick is going to contain Kirk to like 20 or 17 points. And the Patriots are probably just going to score like 23. Um, so I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a yeah. good or Thursday night game. So that's always nice. Mm-hmm. And I think there's it's going to be a good show of defense. So, yeah. Um, so those are the Turkey Day picks. And moving on, Tampa Bay at Cleveland Sunday noon or one at one o'clock on the East Coast. Um, Tampa Bay at Cleveland. I've got Tampa Bay because this is the last week without the creep for Cleveland, and I'm just taking Tampa Bay. And Tom, I kind of missed not watching Tom Brady last week, which was weird. But yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean he's the set. He's two and zero since the divorce. So yep, exactly. Make it three. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland's dead, too. Tampa Bay. No no veto for me. All right. This next one I really need input on. I'm taking Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati at Tennessee. <sighs> Tennessee, Mike Frabel always has Tennessee ready for big games. This is a big one. And it's a big revenge game for Tennessee. Because they got true trounced by Cincinnati in the playoffs last year. You picked Cincinnati though? I did, but I also think like okay. these are the games that Mike Vrabel wins and then once they get into the playoffs they lose. So I just I don't know. That's a if good that makes point. Sense. But I think this may be a clause game. Because Jamar Chase is on the ropes about playing or not. He's practicing this week whether he suits up for the game is still in question. If he plays, I think you have to go with Cincinnati if they get Jamar Chase back. Um, just the spark that he provides to that offense, I think it, Ryan Tannehill wouldn't even have a chance. Um, but if he doesn't play, it is at Tennessee. If he doesn't play, you want to go Tennessee? I I don't know because I also think that Cincinnati could win without Jamar Chase. But then let's just go I Cincinnati straight up. Okay, I it's a that is a great uh, any given Sunday game for sure. Um, next one is not so much Houston at Miami. Miami, Tua versus Davis Mills Mafia. Give me Tua. Um, Chicago yes. at New York Jets. No contest. And I talked about this earlier. Lots of Jets talk today. I'm taking Chicago. Even if Justin Fields is dinged up, the coin. I don't know. We've had a couple of things this year where we were like, oh, we're not picking against the Giants until they lose. They lost the next week. So this could be a trap like that, but the coin hasn't lost yet. I'm sorry. I I respect the pick, 
but I could not disagree more. Um, this just makes no sense. Chicago, not only like their only good thing about the Chicago Bears this year is that Justin Fields is playing good, and he has a separated shoulder, and he literally came out and was like, "It hurts to throw." He's like, "It, I am in so much pain when I try to throw," and that to me is he playing though? Uh, is a huge red. It's I don't know yet. I think he's questionable. Um. But if he is, I would assume they'd be more careful with him because they're three and eight. They have nothing to compete for this year. Why would you go out and run like a QB draw with a guy who has a separated shoulder? It just it, that doesn't make any into, sense to me. Into CJ Mosley's face, yeah. I okay, that makes sense. I exactly. But also, also the coin. The coin. Are you going to tell me that the coin didn't win? them that game against the Browns earlier this year. I mean, the Jets were dead to all rights and the coin pulled that one out for them. I'm just, here's the thing. (laughs) I'm not overthinking this one. The Jets defense is elite. Like we talk about the Broncos defense being elite. The Jets may be even better. And if Justin Fields doesn't play, Oh my gosh, that Bears offense is going to be dead against that Jets defense. And all it's going to take for Mr. Flacco is literally like 17 points. 17 points and the Jets win this game. Um, all right, so, so you just, want to veto? I'll let you veto. I, I, I will we, veto. If we I'll get screwed, if we get screwed the by the coin, we, I think I, we I like to take a coin. I'm, I'm willing to go against it, but sometimes you got to drop your nuts down on a pick. Um, and I'm going against I'm going against the coin here. Uh, I tried to go with the if it flies it dies earlier this year with Jameis Winston and the Saints for a pick. Like I I wasn't I was like oh the Cardinals match up so good in this game they're going to win. But hey, you got to go for history, right? We went with the Giants, right? We're like okay, uh, who is it that they lost to? Was it the Seahawks? I wanted to pick the Seahawks. Like it's in Seattle. It makes so much sense, but we had to pick the Giants. This is a game where I, I've learned from my mistakes. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. It's not not getting by me this time. This is a veto. It's the Jets. J E T S. It's all about the Jets, baby. <laughs> what do we do if the coin wins, though? I don't know. I, I think, think we just commit suicide. I think we just pick with the coin the rest of the year. And that was also just a Terry Bradshaw moment there for you, Luke. But um, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, True. next game: Atlanta at Washington. Um, I took I Washington. Like I took Washington because they're like playing it. good. They're behind Taylor Heineke. The team is. They're supporting them. Rivera is supporting them. Um, and Carson Wentz doesn't have to play. And Atlanta's on the road. They have not been nearly as good on the road. So, Washington. Next one, Denver at Carolina. I took Denver. Carolina's offense is, like, the worst. And Russell Wilson last week, they didn't score a bunch of points, but that was honestly probably one of his better games of the season. And they didn't even play that great on offense. But that was definitely probably one of his better games. Thoughts? Concerns about this pick? I'm contemplating a veto. <laughs> I need I need to hear why. I 
what has Carolina shown you? Here's the thing. I, I think that Carolina is going to win this game, and if I was picking, that's who I would have picked. But do I really want to put the veto label behind the Carolina Panthers? Do I really want to do that? And the answer is no. Like, yeah, I do think the Panthers are going to win, but I, I just can't be that confident in the Panthers. They're well, starting Sam Darnold. You know what? You know what? Oh, wait, they're starting I'm Sam back Darnold? at Sam Darnold. Yeah, they are. Whoa. You changing your pick? I'm not, but I... Oh, are, you, are you vetoing? Uh, you know what? The Broncos, they are awful. They lost to the freaking Raiders last week at home. Good defense. How do you do that? How do you lose? How do you lose to Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr at fighting, fighting for his job? How do you only put up sixteen points in four quarters plus overtime against the freaking Las Vegas Raiders? Hey, they didn't get the how ball. Do you only put up I don't care. They still played overtime. How do you only put up sixteen points? I'm looking at the Panthers' defense. The Panthers' defense has actually been really good this year. It has been. Uh, they still have Brian Burns out there shooting the gaps. Uh, they got some good players on the defensive line. I can't name any, but the defensive line's been playing good. JC uh, they got JC oh, wait, no, he's dead, I think. I can't remember. I think he died. Yeah, he's he's dead right now, but he's been playing good. Um, so okay. they, got some, they got some guys out there on the defensive end. They literally locked down Lamar Jackson last week, only put up 13 points. Or only gave up 13 points. They've actually had a solid defense all year, and uh, Russell Wilson is not the team. Russell Wilson's not the guy to just break through the Panthers. I think that Sam Darnold will do just enough. Expect a okay. big week from DJ Moore. I'm calling it right now. DJ Moore will have a big week. Veto that, that's an ugly veto. <laughs> I'll be honest. I think that was. I think that was worse than the coin going against the coin, but. That's okay. They're at home. Well, obviously, I, I, it's the so. Panthers. You know, you almost said the same exact thing, though, a couple weeks ago. I think it was Atlanta versus the Panthers, and we picked Atlanta, and we got screwed. And you said the same thing. You were like, I am not picking the Panthers. If we lose this game and it says the Panthers, this is going to look disgusting. You were kind of just saying the same thing. And I learned from my mistakes. I'm going with the so, gut now. So, Carolina it is. Baltimore at Jacksonville. After last week's offensive performance for Baltimore, I wasn't too sure, but I'm still taking them because they're I just due. think they're I just think they're a good team, like and they're they're finding they're ways to yeah. win. So, um one thing to look at, Jacksonville's had 2 weeks to prepare for this game. So this is actually a test for Peterson, Doug Peterson. Can you get your team ready with extra time? Um, I'm still taking Baltimore. Same. Okay. Um, Los Angeles Chargers at Arizona. I'm taking L.A. And it might be a Black Monday for Cliff Kingsbury, Luke. Black Monday comes early for yeah. for Cliff Kingsbury. I'm taking the Chargers. And that might be all she wrote for Cliff. Yeah, this uh, this could get ugly. <laughs> so and no no complaints there. This is this is a classic Chargers win, and the Cardinals are dead. 
Um, Las Vegas at Seattle, coming off a big win against uh, the Broncos, heading to um, Seattle. Um, Geno Smith and that offense, two weeks to prepare for this Raiders defense. I'm taking Seattle at home. I still believe in Geno and Pete. I know you said they're kind of running out of steam a little bit, but I'm still taking Seattle. Well, here's the thing. They're running out of steam a little bit, but they're also playing the Raiders. So, Seattle. Okay. L.A. Rams at Kansas City. Kansas City. Do we need to say anything else? No. Okay. Aaron Donald will play. So, uh, he might cause some trouble, but it doesn't doesn't matter because Patrick Mahomes will play. Exactly. He is the equalizer. And, And some. So... Um, New yeah. Orleans at San Francisco. San Francisco, the fighting Jimmy G's are back, Luke. We've talked about the fighting Jimmy G's before. They are they're back here. and very hot. So you're here. I've always been a fan of the fighting Jimmy G's, and I've never been a 49ers fan in my life, but when they get going behind Jimmy G and he's playing good, he's just smiling all the time, it's – it's pretty so fun. Awesome. It's pretty fun. So it is. I hate Italians, but I Jimmy love G's. Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Green Bay at Philly. Um, I took Philly. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb. Season's COVID over. Thumb. Philly. Yeah. True. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. This is a toss-up game. I took the Colts. I think Jeff Saturday is actually a pretty decent coach. Well, actually, I can't say that. I take that back. I don't know for sure. But no, you know what? I will. I'll put that out there. That's my take. Jeff Saturday can actually coach a football team. Colts. I think he's a good coach. So I'll pick. I, I like the Colts too. They had a really rough, just a really heartbreaking game last week, and. Uh, and they'll bounce back well against the Steelers. Yeah, they still. Oh, All right, so no, no, no. Yeah, I was gonna say they have some something to fight for, but I think Tennessee is gonna win that division. <laughs> so never mind. And then they have to deal with the AFC beast. So yeah, they're probably not getting in, even if they tear off some wins here. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's go Colts Sunday night. I was thinking, not like might... I have a choice in it. I've already, I've already used my my vetoes. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So those are the picks. Um, I'll run through them here again real quick. We got Bills over the Lions, Cowboys over the Giants, Pats over Minnesota. Um, We've got Tampa Bay over Cleveland, Cincinnati over Tennessee, Miami over Houston, New York Jets over Chicago, Washington over Atlanta, Carolina over Denver, Baltimore over Jacksonville, L.A. Chargers over Arizona, Seattle over Las Vegas, Kansas City over the Rams, San Francisco over New Orleans, Philly over Green Bay, and Indianapolis over Pittsburgh. So those are the picks. All right. And then we do have a little bit of time here. We went we went through the show a little bit fast. We didn't do a simulator last week. And the playoffs have changed a lot since uh, two weeks ago. Want to run a simulator? If we can do it quickly. All right. We are on a time crunch. Get the, 
Yeah, that's true. We are on a time crunch, so got to get pulled up here. Pull up the, the playoffs. And I actually already know the 2-7 matchup in the AFC, so I'll go ahead and just get it ready. So we'll start off in the AFC like we always do. You got it up. What, the standings? Right, I'm, the first two. Yeah, like the play, the playoff picture. So the two-seed Dolphins will take on the seven-seed Bengals. This is the first appearance. This is the fourth time we've done the simulator, and this is the first time the Bengals have, have appeared. Um, so that's a little bit of a fun fact. Dolphins appeared... Last week against the, we didn't we didn't live we didn't do it live last week, but we did do one. The uh, I think it was the Eagles beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So very, no, the Eagles beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. So very just common Super Bowl prediction. I feel like this week we start off with the Dolphins playing the Bengals in the Wild Card Weekend, and the Bengals shut out the Dolphins twenty four to nothing. That's a weird looking score. That's I, fake. That, that is that's an L by invalid. Invalid simulator. Um, Pats at Tennessee. That. Pats at Tennessee is your next one. All right. So the three seed Titans taking on the six seed New England Patriots. It's kind of weird to think about the six seed New England Patriots, even though that's what they were last year. But and the Tits beat the Patriots. 24 to 10. That's reasonable. Um, and then your your five seed Buffalo Bills. Your five seed Buffalo Bills at Baltimore. That's a fun game. That's the game of the week if that's on wild card weekend for sure. And the Bills take this one 34 to 14. All right, so we got the the Bungles. The Titans at, at Kansas City. Again. The Bungles at Kansas City. How about that? Deja vu for the Chiefs in the in divisional weekend. Just all over again. Oh, actually, I guess it was championship Sunday last, last year. Yeah, it was. And the Chiefs get their revenge 49 to 27 over the Bengals. And then let's see, we got the Tennessee Titans. Buffalo Bills. This this has to be Bills, right? This has to be. Oh, Titans take take it twenty to ten over the Bills. How about that? So now we have a two thousand nineteen, I do believe. Two thousand does that sound right? Two thousand nineteen AFC Championship. I think it was twenty it was Chiefs and Titans. I think it was the two thousand nineteen season, okay. two thousand twenty. AFC tie up playoffs. Okay, that sounds right. No, COVID. I think it was 2019. Playoffs. No, 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 no. Because then COVID hit that Super Bowl that they won. Oh, you're right. Are you sure? Yeah, they played the Fighting Jimmy G's in the Super Bowl, and then COVID hit right you're after. Right. And that you're Super right. Bowl is in Miami. Right. So it was. It was 2020, and oh. The Chiefs eke out a win, 24-23 to over the Titans. So the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl for just the second time, I do believe. All right, so your 2-7 is Seattle at Minnesota. 
Oh, Seattle at Minnesota. Okay, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it's kind of a boring game, if you ask me. Minnesota runs away with it, 48-27. 48-27, Minnesota. Um, six New York football giants at the uh, Fighting Jimmy G's. Oh, of course. Forget that they're in the uh, the divisional winners now. 49ers won it two weeks ago. Oh! Oh, we have an upset. We have a huge upset. Upset alert. The Giants take it 30-3. to three. That's, That is not happening. The Giants would never score 30. I don't know. 30-3 to three over the... Over. That's our first big upset. The 49ers usually do really well in this simulation, and the Giants usually do really bad. But here we are. Right, and I think it's Cowboys-Bucks, if I'm right. Yeah, Cowboys at Bucks. All right. That's a, that's a fun game, too. Yeah, Cowboys watch this game like four times a year, it feels like. <laughs> it, does, it does feel like that. Cowboys shut out the Buccaneers, 27-zip. That could happen. Could Mike McCarthy? Right, so what do we yes. So it would in the one seed is the Feagles taking on the the Giants. Yes, it's a little divisional play. Okay, how about that? And hard the to Eagles beat a team three times. Wallop. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're the Eagles, it's hard to beat a team they three win. times. They wallop them forty-five to fourteen. Have they even played yet? The Giants and the Eagles? So. I don't think so. I feel like they might have played on like a Monday night. It was definitely the Cowboys and Eagles, though. Um, who you got? Still. Minnesota and Dallas, I think. Yes. So just deja vu? Is this a deja vu game or do the Vikings they said- get the revenge? They said during the the the, um, the broadcast last week that you could see this one again. So here we are. The show we show simulation says we do, and the Vikings get their revenge. Twenty-seven to three. Hard to beat so a team twice. Three. I know. So another three-pointer in this game. So that yeah, leaves it are. with the Eagles and the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, the Vikings are kind of on a. Was this 20, 2018 Super Bowl, I think? Or 2017? NFC Championship. Yeah, sorry. 2018. 2018 NFC Championship. This is a little... So the Vikings got their revenge on the Cowboys. Will they, they're kind of on a revenge tour. Will they get it on the Eagles, too? Let's just see here. Ah, oh, come on. This is taking forever to load, it feels like. Uh, no, they don't. That was anticlimactic. The Eagles Eagles take this one, 21-17. So we have a rematch of uh, the first week that we did this, where it was Chiefs and Eagles, and the Chiefs won. And in this one, the Eagles take it, 38-21 to over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Wow. So the Eagles win in back-to-back weeks. I don't beat know about the, that who they beat last. That was a weird simulator last was, week. Simulator did some yeah. dirty work during the early rounds of the playoffs. I felt like it but, did eliminating the 49ers in blowout fashion. Yeah, that, shutting out the Dolphins. That, that was about weird. as fake as it gets. 
Uh, so anyway, yeah. But Eagles any given back weeks. And by the way, so um, they have not played the Giants yet. The Eagles haven't. Okay. So those games are coming. So up. the Giants still have to play. The, the Giants still have to play the Eagles twice and the Commanders twice and the Cowboys yeah, once, right? You're right. Yep. So yep. they got the Cowboys this week. And they got to go to Jerry World for the Cowboys game. The Eagles do. So. Well, that's pretty much our show. True. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you got any closing remarks. No, we kind of got World Cup talk out of the way. Some great football for college as well this weekend. Um, Rivalry rivalry weekend. You have the beautiful, beautiful pageantry of the Iron Bowl, and you have the probably the second biggest Ohio State Michigan matchup this century, probably. This other one in two thousand six. Yeah, it might be bigger because of the playoffs. Um, So. Yeah, that's the and they're both undefeated. Yep, eleven and 11 and zero, two versus number three in the college football playoff rankings. So, and also there's some good college basketball going on right now, but it's kind of taking a back seat, at least for me, a little bit. But, um, yeah, enjoy your football turkey weekend, and enjoy this time with friends and family. Um, I do have a few things to say, though, about some local sports news. So the Blues have just gone. They have a really weird schedule to look at. So they went on a three-game winning streak, then they went on an eight-game losing streak, and now they're on a seven-game winning streak. I think they're currently losing to Buffalo. Would, that would be a tough scene if they lose to Buffalo. Yeah, they're down one nothing right now. And then also uh, the St. Louis City soccer team. Uh, played their first game in the stadium the other day. So, yeah, I believe it was last Wednesday. They they took on a German team or a team from Germany. It was just a like a what do you call it an exhibition game, mm-hmm. but it kind of got the vendors in the stadiums. It kind of just jump started everything, and they'll be playing in there soon. So that's kind of cool to see that soccer's coming to St. Louis. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, always I always say it. I. I dearly, dearly miss having an NFL team. And I would I would I would probably kill for an NBA team. I would love that. Both that of those things fun. to happen. So um yeah, also even more local sports news, Borgia soccer team won the state title. So that's pretty cool for them, I guess. You can have that, I guess. Yeah. Um also Mizzou's five and oh. Uh, is kind of a weird team. They beat Memphis a couple of weekends ago, and then they got whopped by Maryland the other night. So I don't really know what's going on with SLU. Um, but I'm excited to see Dennis Gates play some real teams. So ready for that for Mizzou. Yeah. Um, me too. Yes. They had another cupcake tonight. I don't remember who it was, but. Oh, and one more Missouri, one more Missouri sports news. Back to the coin, Luke. A different coin decided Simo's fate this over the weekend. Um, So Simo plays in the Ohio Valley Conference, Southeast Missouri, and I think it was UT Martin also went five and zero in the Ohio Valley Conference. They did not. I I guess they didn't have very many common opponents, or obviously they didn't play each other because neither of them lost. 
And when that happens, it comes down to a coin flip. And they just live streamed it. I was watching it. And SEMO won <laughs> the coin flip. UT Martin called Tails because Tails never fails. Can't blame them. If you pick heads and it's Tails, you just beat yourself up about it. Called Tails. Tails never fails. Well, it was heads. Um, and SEMO is going to the FCS playoffs. Um, one thing about the stream when they zoomed in on the coin that was supposed to be flipped on heads, you just couldn't make out any of the markings on the coin. So you were just taking the people oh, yeah. in the so room. Blurry. And you were just taking their word for it. It was the commissioner, though, of the Ohio Valley Conference. So yeah. I believe her. But it was funny that you just couldn't see anything. So it was so funny. They like zoomed in on it, like sitting on the floor. And then, yep. It's definitely heads. Like it's so boy. Like it looks like you on the screen right now. I can barely make it out. Yeah. Um, it was a potato on the floor. So. It was so funny. But um, yeah. So yeah, they do So yeah, they do get co conference champions though. Like they both win the conference. Just Simo gets to go to the playoffs now. So uh-huh. it's kind of cool. Simo's ranked. I do believe they're in the top fifteen in FCS uh-huh. coaches rankings. So. They play Montana, and if they win, they play North Dakota State. So I have a good friend, good friend Trevor Rennie. He says if uh, they beat Montana, that his family will be making the drive to North Dakota State to the Fargo Dome. So shout out Trevor. I hope you get to make that trip, man. Uh, So yeah, go Simo. And yeah, that's 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 all I got. That's all I got for the show. Yeah, me too. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, eat a bunch. I'm not going to be that person that says don't eat too much. I, I don't care. If you if you want to eat a bunch, then eat it. Uh, just have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, see you guys next week at our normal time.